For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. A great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, and he is fantastic. I, uh, I I try to have him on at least once or twice a week on our program because he is amazing. It is Mike Cargyle. He's the U.S. congressional candidate in Southern California's 35th district. He's also a co-plaintiff with the Election Integrity Project of California in a lawsuit heading to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals over irregularities of course, in the 2020 congressional elections. And uh, Mike has the greatest political, um, I guess, catchphrase that, that uh, I've heard in a heck of a long time, smile, it's Cargyle. And uh, <laughs> the amazing Mike Cargyle joins us today here on the telephone. Mike, welcome back to the broadcast. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Mike, uh, we have we we haven't talked to you since the uh, Newsom debacle and Larry Elder and, and and everything happening in California. What 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 is your thoughts on what took place down there, my friend, with the governor's race? Well, um, let me tell you this: I just blew it all up yesterday. And uh, you're the first one I've talked to after doing this. But uh, if you look me up anywhere and you look at a video I put out called Now or Never, and I do believe that the Republican Party leadership, the national leadership, subverted the recall election for this new, new narrative that's coming out of the McConnell, McCarthy, McDaniel. <clears throat> what they needed was a defeat. They needed Gavin Newsom to stay in office so that they could establish a new narrative. And the new narrative is this, that Republican voters soundly reject Donald Trump and anything associated with Donald Trump. And this is the second loss because Republican voters just never showed up to vote. Therefore, the only way we can win any elections moving forward is to swing the party to the left and distance ourselves from anything related to Trump or America first. This is the new narrative coming out of the National Republican Party, and it completely disenfranchised millions and millions of Californians who, who did show up, whose votes were canceled, or who they showed up to the polling places only to be told they'd already voted because the voter rolls had never been purged. And so the people weren't allowed to vote or they were given a, a, a provisional ballot, which no one knows how it was counted. But here's the most egregious part of this. The Republican Party leadership kept telling people, mail your ballots in, mail your ballots in, which is the very least secure way to ever vote. And now we've learned that there potentially are uh, aspects of the Postal Service, which was routing these ballots to places that shouldn't have been routed. This will all come out in the future. But unfortunately, this is the truth that the Republican Party leadership, I'm not saying everybody in the Republican Party, but the leadership is now stridently against Trump to the point where they're willing to subvert elections to, pr to make their point. IQ or Dan, what, 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 whichever one of you guys wants to respond, I, I guess we'll... I'm, I'm in shock. Put it yeah, it, 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 it's Sorry, it's shocking, on. but it's the truth. Okay, Dan. Yeah, Dan, jump in there. I don't, I don't know if... Oh, Skype rebooted on me. That's fine. That's always fun. Oh, that's always fun. Ah, oh, technology. Technology's been all sorts of fun lately. Do all of it. I just, you guys are the first ones to hear this. Other than 
I sent that video to every single delegate of the Republican Party because we're having the California Convention in San Diego this upcoming Saturday, and they all need to know you're in a position to make a decision that's going to affect the entire nation moving forward. If you accept this new narrative, this is what they're going to run with across the nation as they fundraise for specific races, and they're going to be looking for candidates. Now, you've already been told, oh, we're going to take back the House in 2022. Okay, but who's going to take it back? McCarthy's got his eye on very specific candidates who will be anti-Trump candidates, yeah, we're going to get the majority back, but that's because it's negotiated, not because the voters will have a say in this. This is what's here now, and we have to stop it right here in California, because as California goes, so goes the nation. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I remember you mentioned that on, on our show, and I've thought about it a great deal. Um, uh, and I, I, I've been saying recently in the last week or so on interviews that I've been doing, uh, that if you think that because of all of Biden's miscues and all the things that he's done wrong, and by the way, Jim, um, I saw a poll this morning of his, his his ranking, his rating. Yeah. You ready? 32%. 32% approval rating this morning. Um but 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 what the, what this this gentleman said to us uh, on our show uh, a couple of weeks ago was that there's a the idea that you think if we if we get rid of the Democrats in the in the midterm election, happy days are here again. And what he said was no, not really. And 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 even the possibility of 2024. Um, I, and I, I have grave concerns. Uh, I agree with what this gentleman's saying. Uh, I, I think that there are people that are out there who are being handpicked to run in certain certain situations. Some of them are coming uh, from other parts of the country and moving into California or other states to to run in competitive races to to, to either unseat an existing Republican. Or shoring up a, a Democrat, but I'm I'm convinced now, Jim, that um, if you look at what's going on in this country and what's happened in the last 10, 20 years, uh, we should all be afraid of the strength and the depth and the breadth of the deep state that has control of this country, and I don't think the Republicans winning the election in 2024 is going to make any change whatsoever. What we need is a constitutional convention to throw them all out. Yeah, we we are in a real pickle. The most frustrating thing for me is to see all these talking heads and they look at Afghanistan and they go, oh, it was a complete debacle. You know, all the, the, the Millie, you know, these guys are they're idiots. They don't know what they're doing. No, that couldn't be further from the truth. These guys know exactly what they're doing. They, they executed a withdrawal with precision, with the sole intention of providing arms and equipment to the Taliban, which would then go to the Chinese. And uh, it can be as simple as Xi Jinping calling Joe Biden, I need you out because I want your gear. And he did it. Oh, I, I agree with that. Um, um, and I... Uh, I have been thinking a great deal about not only what you said, but other observations. And I will take the opportunity, Jim, if you will allow me just a moment. Uh, I think the next crisis that Joe Biden is going to have to start, believe it or not, is the collapse of the Chinese. And it may seem shocking to you, but let me just give you a couple of quick numbers. Right now, with uh, through the end of 2020, um, with all of the stimulus bills that we passed in the United States for COVID relief, our our debt to GDP ratio, meaning how much of our debt is consumed by the amount of goods and services produced in the United States, right now our 
our debt to GDP ratio, not counting the five, seven, eight, or twelve, whatever the trillion numbers in the, in the Biden proposals, is about a one hundred and thirty-two percent, which means we have thirty-two percent more debt than we have income in our country, and that's up substantially uh, from where it was uh, five years ago. But what's going on? If you saw the market yesterday collapse almost a thousand points. The real backstory was that one of the the second largest government-sponsored entity in China is on the verge of going bankrupt, and the only way it can be saved is the, if the if the Chinese government will in fact put up more money. Well, the problem is that they've been putting up money all over the world, buying businesses and real estate and spending money. The, the debt to GDP ratio of the Chinese government right now is 270%, which means they have 2.7 times debt versus the income of the country. And I suspect that you're going to see, if these people default on Thursday, huge, huge impact on the overall markets all over the world. And I find it Plausible that that could happen, but I'm 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 also convinced that Joe Biden doesn't have the staff and the leadership to be able to manage our way through it. Mike, what 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 do you what do you yes, think sir. about all this? Well, I think he's exactly right. I think that we're in the middle of a global reset. Um, and you can see it; it's, it's reflected everywhere. Uh, not only China, but in well, look what's going on in Australia. It's insane. I have a lot of friends in Australia. Uh, I always kind of make fun of them now because I said, "You guys are all." When Australia was originally established, it was a penal colony. It's like you're reverting back to your roots now, and uh, <laughs> they don't like that too much. <laughs> but yes, uh, we we. The Chinese economy is parasitic. It, it thrives on others. And if our economy isn't robust, neither is theirs, which is kind of the irony of all of it. If, if they really had a, half a brain, they would prop up the U.S. economy and do everything they could to make us thrive and flourish uh, because it only benefits them. But, uh, you know, common sense seems to have left the, the, the global room. Um, yeah. But right now, we're, what, what we're facing is imminent danger because of our wide open southern border. I heard it this morning. It's not that the door is open. There is no door. And we have people not coming from Central and South America, but from all over the globe, uh, bad actors of every kind who really have no more desire than to just simply kill and cause major chaos and fear in the United States. They're here. Uh, the problem here right now is the American citizen has been so lulled to sleep. I was thinking about this this morning. They're all on social media, and they see these things, and they go, oh, here, let me give it a thumbs down or, or a, a frowny face. There, I've done my civic duty. <laughs> I've entered on That's it. right. Right? So then they feel like they've done it. I've been part of it. I gave it a... You know, a frowny face and, and maybe a little gift that expresses displeasure. And uh, now I can go back to my happy little life and watch Netflix or the Disney Channel uh, because I, I've done my civic duty. That will be the death of America. It really will, because we're all talking about the same thing. We're all seeing the same thing. And no one's actually doing a thing about it. You know, we're looking at members of our armed forces being forced out with the vaccine mandates. Scores and scores of health uh, health uh, you know, workers all quitting. It's going to destroy our health care system. It's going to cripple our military. SEALs are all going to start to quit because they, they don't want to take this vaccine. And then we're wide open. Who Who's watching and who's doing anything about it? I don't want to be the the, you know, the alarmist, but I guess I have to be. You know, I, I would step up and lead uh, a group 
to, you know, secure and safeguard the southern border. But we would probably end up in a gun battle with the FBI, you know, or, or the State Department, just like is what's happening in Kabul right now. When the State Department is thwarting the active efforts to remove Americans because they need them there for the ransom, the State Department is now the enemy of the United States. And people, oh, oh no, that, that's, that's revolutionary talk. No, that's just the, the truth. That's common sense. You know, the deep state, as you guys said earlier, it's so dark and so deep. I'm really not sure how do we, how do we get out from under this other than just one massive reset. And I don't even want to say what that could be. Well, you know, it's interesting, Jim. Uh, we, uh, I've talked about the, uh, the who was in control of the exit out of Afghanistan. And people just assumed it was the military, and it wasn't. The State Department was, was in control of having American troops and people exiting the country, not the military. And so General Milley's done some crazy things, but he didn't, he didn't, uh, wasn't in control of the exit. And, and I look at it and say, $90 billion worth of weapons were left untouched at a military base. And nobody, nobody seemed to be involved in the State Department to asking the question, what are the ramifications of to death and destruction, leaving that $90 billion of equipment behind? We'll, we'll find out relatively quickly. But but it, it is um, the, you really have to ask the question, who is in charge? I mean, ha, I, I'm 76 years of age, probably the oldest guy in the room, and I cannot remember a time when a president was at a news conference and walked out, didn't answer any questions. He made a statement, and then <laughs> I know it just doesn't ever answer. It's <laughs> crazy. And that's just, just amazing to me. That the United States gets up and walks out, turns his back. I'm not going to answer that question. Or uh, he makes statements like, I've been told that I have to call on this person yes. or I'm not allowed to talk about this. What do you mean I'm not allowed to? And I've been told I've got to do this. Who Who is in control? Is it Joe Biden? Is it Jill? Is it Barack Obama, who I think is really in charge? And, and you know, uh, it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, I think that we, what we, the, the left has succeeded, Jim, uh, in depressing many people on the right. They just, as our guest is saying, they don't really know what to do. They've been, the left has been successful in confusing and disorienting the people on the right and using the virus and the vaccines all those things to distract away from the real problems that we're facing on the border and and the economy and unemployment. And, you know, and, and what, what is amazing to me, Jim, just as a, a side issue, somebody in the State Department made the decision that they were going to fly people out of Afghanistan, but they flew out before they flew Americans out. Who made that decision? Who makes a decision? We're going to we're going to bring in thousands of refugees from Afghanistan, but we're going to leave the Americans there. I don't understand that decision at all. It's as stupid as leaving ninety billion dollars worth of arms in, in a stockpile in perfectly good working order. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that that that. And I think I'm right on this, Jim. I don't think. Our president has yet to be has yet to go to the border. He's he's ignored it, and we got all these Haitians under this bridge in Del Rio, Texas. And they're talking about another ten thousand coming, and what are we doing about it? We are we're going to fly people back. How many have they done? Out of fourteen thousand under the bridge, three hundred have been sent home. Three hundred. Take a long time at 300 at a time to pop out 14,000 people. <laughs> yes. So, Mike, you know, yeah. what, 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 what do you <laughs> yes, make sir. of all this, uh, Mike Cargyle? Well, I think what he's saying is we have a problem. 
we have a <laughs> yes. massive problem. Yes. Uh, that that our government is actively destroying the United States. And and I've said this to you guys in the past. What is really going on here is to subvert the United States to a caliphate. You're, if you look at the, the character of most of the people they're bringing in, especially from Afghanistan, you're talking about people who are uneducated, who don't speak the language, but they all have one thing in common. They're all Muslim. And they're bringing them in and they're shipping to key, key areas around the country. This was all part of the plan that Obama put in. This is what gave us Rashida Tlaib and these other people. And this is a continuation. This is Obama 2.0. And it will be at some point soon, we will probably have bombs going off once again. And this time we're going to have Americans get their heads cut off because these Taliban warriors, these, these uh, Islamist jihadists are here now. And we've empowered them. We've given them weapons, and we've given them access, and we've given them all the reason they need to take down the great Satan. And unless we have sheriffs and governors wake up and start safeguarding their citizens, we're going to see evil like we've never seen before. IQ. Is IQ still with us? IQ. What do you think about all this? I'm listening, I'm depressed, but I have solutions that nobody wants to hear. <laughs> I do. Okay, Mike, I, if you don't yes, mind, sir. I call you Mike, you call me IQ. <laughs> I'm glad that a Republican is willing to contest Democrats in the worst Marxist state in the Union. As you may know, my expertise is the subject of Islam, that I have mastered to an extremely high degree over a period of 30 years. Arabic being my mother tongue from Baghdad, Iraq. What shocked me most is the total lack of understanding and comprehension among 535 Congress people of the subject of Islam, even after 9-11, Iraq and Afghanistan. Even though you have members who fought and got wounded in these Muslim states. How is it conceivable that not one of you has had the backbone or the knowledge to address Sharia-compliant Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib that as believing Muslims, they can never, and I repeat the word, never be loyal citizens among non-Muslims since Allah, their God, forbids them from doing so. Could you please enlighten me? How is it conceivable? You have 535 delegates. Not one of you is willing to stand up and be counted. It's not only... Oh, no. Sorry, go on. I, I, I'm, I'm the one. I'm the one. And, well, and God forbid to have only one. <laughs> exactly. well, we'll start. We'll start there. <laughs> okay, I don't mind. We'll start I, there. I, I, I commend you and I congratulate you. But do you know what you're talking about? Do you know anything about Islam? I'm not being funny with you. No, no, no. To destroy I Islam. Say... Sorry to interrupt you, but to tell you something. To destroy Islam, you have to do it with knowledge of Islam, not with rhetoric, not with ad hominem. You have to know the verses of the Islam that prove your point. You want this knowledge? Google my name. I'm not kidding with you. It's worth your while. Al Rasuli, A L R A S O L I. Go to my website. Everything is free of charge. Everything I have done in 30 years. It's free of charge because my intention is to educate people, not to make money. I don't make money out of it. Go to my website and any subject on Islam you want to know, it's there. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, When I look at this, though, I, I look at it like the Secret Service. Now, you may know one of the things the Secret Service does is uh, counterfeit currency. And, and when they look for counterfeit currency, they don't study all the different kinds of counterfeit currency. They study the original to the point where anything that's a counterfeit is easily detected because you know the original so well. And I, I appreciate what you just said about Islam and Sharia, but as a Christian, our nation was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. 
And it has been my life's pursuit as a Christian to know the original, the Bible and its influence and, and how we constructed our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence based on Judeo-Christian principles so that when I encounter anything that is not true, that is not accurate within the confines of that, I will go against it. So in and of itself, Sharia law cannot coexist with the United States Constitution. You cannot have individuals take oaths of office on anything but the Bible, because that's... And here's the thing. There's no other belief system in the world that that says we were created by God and endowed with certain inalienable principles or rights, that among these are the, to, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that we're all created equal. But if you don't believe in that Creator, then everything flowing from Him is gone, and you're basically left with the opinions, and this is where we are in the United States right now. We have legislators, or legislators who have removed God, and they themselves are God in their own minds. And they can go, well, you know, some of us are more equal than others, so we're going to have laws now where if the baby's born alive, you can kill it, because I don't think it's infanticide. Um, That's my opinion now, and because we've removed God from the equation. So as a Christian, and I only think that Christians can actually defend the beliefs of our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence, which is actually— you know, it was there before. The, the Declaration of Independence is telling the world, this is what we're going to do. Our Constitution tells us, tells the rest of the world, this is how we're doing it. They're both equally important. I hope that that uh, makes sense. It makes sense 100%. But although it's based on the Judeo-Christian tradition, it doesn't mean you don't understand and learn about Quran and the Hadith at the foundations of, of Islam. Because just knowing the Bible does not help you in defending yourself against an argument with a Muslim. I'll give you an example. Very simple example. I'm quoting now and reciting from the Quran about jihad. Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 216. It says, Jihad, holy fighting in Allah's cause, is ordained for you Muslims, though you dislike it. And it may be that you like, that you dislike a thing which is good for you and that you like a thing which is bad for you. This is perfectly clear declaration that every single Muslim who believes in the Quran has to be a jihadi Muslim. So Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and all the Muslims that you have in your country, not one of them can be a loyal citizen. I know it sounds outrageous, but find me an no, imam very, who can... very accurate. It's accurate. Of course it's accurate. I'm quoting from their own books. I can yes, quote no. you 100 verses of similar magnitude and worse. Al-Imran so chapter 3. Would... Sorry, go on. No, but you and I would agree 100% that none of these people should be in any positions of leadership within the United States. But Their nobody is standing purpose. up in Congress and saying it to the world. Because everybody nobody is afraid. Congress is, nobody in Congress is saying a lot of stuff right now. Where are they <laughs> on you the, bit the that vaccines? on there. Yeah, I mean, where are where, where And I'm not talking just about McCarthy, who I consider a complete traitor. But I'm talking about everybody, the, the Jim Jordans and all of them. Where are they? on the people in the prison because of January 6th? Where are they on these awful vaccine mandates? Where are they screaming about the southern border? Where, where are they on the, the refugees being flown into military bases around the country? Not a peep. Not a peep. They're all behind Pelosi's little wall of protection <laughs> so using ridiculous. our state National Guard, and, and they're letting the country burn down around them. So, Mike, how do you intend to win? You have no choice. You have no chance in hell of winning when you have your own Republican Party stabbing Trump, the only savior they had. Well, put it like this. He who is for me is stronger than he who is in the world. It's going to take a miracle, but... The only way we're going to save the United States is a miracle at this point. 
I think we'll be fortunate to make it to Christmas right now. Unless that, I agree changes. with you. I agree with you. You'll be fortunate if you make it to Christmas without an act, without an act of terror inside the United States of America. I agree. No, no nation on earth in history is sovereign with open borders. Never existed. Many people ask me, what, what are we supposed to do? I say, shoot them down. Anybody who comes to my apartment uninvited in the middle of the night, I'll blow them up. Right. Because I'm not interested so, in what they are thinking. I don't know what they are thinking. I'm not taking a chance for my safety and my family's safety to worry about what they're thinking. If somebody coming to your home uninvited, the intentions cannot be good. It's that simple. Can you yeah. imagine somebody trying to get into China or Russia? <laughs> I promise you will be shot down. They would not be able to do any of the things that these that the Haitians and all these other guys have been able to do. Right. Right. So where are where are the warriors? Where are the heroes who have taken You don't the have oath? any. <laughs> well, I I'm hoping that they're about to wake up. Uh, maybe it'll take a bomb or two. I don't know. What 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 do you think about all this, Dan? You you you've been sitting here just uh I, I, I'm looking at you on Skype and you've just been sitting here just every once in a while, Mike or IQ will say something and you'll get a twinkle in your eye. What 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 what, what, what do you have? <laughs> I've, I've I've been listening to, to Mike. As I said, I've I've interviewed him. Um and and um I think he's a terrific candidate. Um uh, I think he has he has he has the right message. The question is how many people are listening or want to listen to the right message. Um, I, I I can't believe. I mean, I, I agree with both of them that we're probably going to see some kind of an attack, and um, in the United States from a terrorist organization. I don't know where it's going to take place. I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know how many people will be expended. Um, I don't, well, I believe it's likely to happen. I do not believe that the majority of American people will be so outraged that they'll They'll want to throw out Biden and Harris and the whole nine yards. I don't think it's I don't think it's in the cards. I think you've got you have got and, and I've talked about this many, many times. The the left after five years of persecution of Donald Trump before he was elected, after he was elected and after he left office, and they're still blaming him. Everything that happened is Trump's fault, can't possibly be Biden's fault. Uh, I, I, I just believe that they have been so determined to pound into the ground millions of Americans and get them to capitulate and give up their will to resist and fight for this country, that I'm not sure there are enough left that can bring about change, Jim. I know that Very sounds cool. terribly negative, yeah. but well, it's a, but here's the truth: the Revolutionary War wasn't won with a majority of the colonists supporting it, and it will taking back our country won't be done with a majority of Americans either. They're going to be asleep, or they're going to be. I mean, come on, look at right now. The voice of reason in the United States is Nicki Minaj. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Good point. I mean, that's it's ludicrous, you know. And the best we can do is is that uh, you know baseball games is, is to have the crowds and the parents and their children yell out "F Joe Biden." You know, I know that's a it's a sentiment, but do you really want to have your kids yell that out about the sitting president? Which I don't believe he is a sitting president. Maybe, you know, but but that's a that's another topic. But, mm-hmm. but the fact that we have that much disregard now for everything, because everything in our country has been tainted from the medical profession, you know, to, you know, refusing to allow these treatments out and, 
and just pushing a vaccine mandate to the legal profession, the political profession. We're destroying the military. I mean, there's really nothing left. Um, we're going to need a big reset. And uh, my guess is something's going to happen, something big, maybe multiple. They will uh, call in uh, the, the National Guard, but then they're going to say the problem is guys like Cargyle. He is an extremist, and, and these are the, the new targets of our efforts. But then you're going to have National Guard, and they're not going to target guys like me. They're going to refuse. So then his next phone call is to the where he's at right now, to the United Nations. Hey, we need help. And so they're going to bring in a sea of blue hats speaking Chinese and Russian, all here to keep us safe. Mm. Terrible, terrible, terrible thought. I understand it, but, you know, I, I just, uh, Jim, I, 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 I have to ask. I have to ask this question of you. In your in your life, did you ever imagine a time when so many people hated to be Americans? <laughs> You're right about that. People hate. Well, and here's the thing: when when we were campaigning. When I was looking for people to put literature on their door, who people who were probably for me in this race, all I had to do was go look for the American flag. Because if, if Democrats just don't do that, they don't. They're not proud of their country. They're not proud of their anthem. Um, it is really now, and I and I guess it, it's really not Republican Democrat. This is good versus evil. This is the uniparty and the establishment versus the American public. But the American public is a total failure. You have, because they have left it to the other people to run their show. They elected people yes. to govern, to protect them. You have no protection. Well, I would, IQ, I would agree in part, but then when I look at the massive amount of voter fraud that occurred in the last two elections here in California. I don't believe for a second the people of California elected people who want to raise their taxes out the roof, their gas prices the highest in the country, the worst education system, the worst roads, the worst everything. I don't believe that people actually voted for that. I think it's being imposed by a fraudulent system that is being manipulated by both parties. And that's how I started this conversation with you, gentlemen. I truly can point to key events that just occurred with this special recall election, that the Republican Party leadership manipulated this failure and disenfranchised hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hardworking Californians. They lost their vote so that they could have this narrative that Trump is evil. Republicans don't show up to vote if it's characterized as having anything to do with Donald Trump. The greatest lie. That is the great lie. And unfortunately, it's being used by the Republican Party leadership. Mike, at the beginning, you said they forgot God. The Bible tells you. God said, when you forget me, I forget you. That's what's happening. Americans yes. forget God. God forgets America. And I'm not even a religious yes. person. But I believe. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I am a religious person. I believe right now the United States is under judgment because we have done just what you said. We have, we have removed God from the public square, from the public school. We have pastors who are not pastors. They're, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. Um, the, the, and, the, and the biggest problem right now in the United States is the lack of influence from the church, because the church wants to look like the world. And so it has no impact on the culture when it looks just like the culture. And the worst offender is Pope Francis. And this has nothing to do with uh, Christianity or Catholicism. Pope Francis has taken the attitude that he loves Muslims more than the, he loves Christians. Under his watch, all over the world, 
the most persecuted people in the 21st century are Christians by Muslims. And he never said a word about it. Not once. So I'm not attacking Catholicism. I'm attacking a person. Yes. He is they infallible. Very, uh, sorry. He is supposed to be infallible on doctrinal issue. He is not infallible on anything outside that. Every pope was fallible before him, and they will be fallible after him when they talk about politics and science. Yep, we're uh, we're in a real pickle. But you know, I I do believe that if enough people wake up in time, there's still hope there because. The, the character of the average American, I still believe, is good. That there's still what the Bible would call a remnant. That there's a solid group of people that, that care, and they're doing everything they can to fight back. And I know this because when they go and they, uh, the feedback I've gotten off of that video, I just put out. Because I was told, oh, there's no way we can get rid of the Republican leadership here in California. So I, I would invite you to go watch this video because I, I, a true leader says, no, there's always a way. And I went through Robert's Rules of Order and I showed all of the delegates in California how you can use parliamentary procedure in this convention to remove her. Now, whether or not they will is another question, but there is a way. There's always a way. There's always a way for Kevin McCarthy to not have Nancy Pelosi run roughshod over the Republicans, but he doesn't do it. He lets her do, I mean, he lets this witch from Sacramento have her way wherever she wants. <laughs> this is why he, this is why he needs to be removed because you can't do that. That's not leadership. You know, let me, let me, um, let me point out that it would have, it, it appeared before the recall election that there was enough, obviously there was enough anti-Gavin Newsom sentiment for his recall because they got the number of required registered voters to sign a petition to put the recall initiative. His policies and practices as governor have been absolutely atrocious. How he, how he managed in this recall election to get 63% of the vote, and Larry Elder, the the other side, got the difference, 38. I, I don't understand. And so I have to ask the question, what the hell is wrong with the people in California? Have they, have they seceded from the union? Do they not no. care? I no, hope they this do. Was, this was, this was you, gentlemen, you have to understand. This was fraud on, on a monumental scale that started a month before September 14th. California never, ever purges its voter rolls. So mail-in ballots were sent to locations. If you've lived in California the last two decades and you've moved two or three times, then you just got two or three ballots. If you moved out of the state, then you got ballots to your residents out of the state. There are 1.8 million more registered voters in California than citizens of the state of California. So you start any election with an almost 2 million vote deficit. And then what they did is they allowed this what's called remote access vote by mail. You go on your computer, fill out a ballot, mail it in, and it counts. Only it doesn't count because it has to be remade. You're not using the right paper. But they don't allow anybody to watch the remaking process of those ballots. And then they're allowing envelopes to come in with 10 ballots. They're, it's called ballot stuffing. And then they allow people to go and they, they're supposed to call it uh, ballot harvesting. It's actually ballot trafficking because they're showing up with thousands of envelopes that have not been opened yet. So you can't, you can't harvest a ballot that hasn't been utilized yet. And yet we had truckloads and truckloads in broad daylight. People stealing them out of mailboxes everywhere. And then the worst is they were showing up to vote. And they were told, you've already voted. And yet they have their mail-in ballot in their hand. And they go, well, how, how can I vote? I, I, I'm, here's my ballot. And they go, I don't know. Someone voted for you because one of those ballots was sent to one of your prior residences. 
So now they have to do what's called a provisional ballot. Oh, well, but we can't cancel it out. So we're going to allow you to do a provisional ballot. But does it count? And how is it going to be, be counted? No one knows. The fraud, and this is not talking about the machines. This is not talking about the minion machines and all. This is purely ballot trafficking. And they have it down to a science. And, and I, like I said, the worst way you could ever vote is to mail your ballot in because you, you release custody of it to the U.S. Postal Service. How many hands touch it between the processing center and before it gets to the vote? No one knows. And they now had ways you could see through the ballot using a light. So we have no idea how many ballots were tossed that, that said that they wanted yes on the recall. I can tell you the, the California voter was just robbed, and it was done so so that they could say, see, and I can tell you this right now, there are officials from the California GOP going, we have no idea what happened. Why didn't the voters show up? It's so disenfranchised. And you talk about suppressing voter turnout when everyone says, what are you talking about? We all showed up and voted. And they go, well, the numbers aren't there. So you must not have voted. What a slap in the face to every recall petitioner who stood out there on the corner week after week after week to get those signatures and get this. And then they said, oh, you just didn't put any effort into this. You must not have shown up to vote. I feel like slapping these people upside the head. So what's the difference between America today and a a banana republic in Latin America? Tell me. There is none right now. Thank you. Right now, there is none. This, there <laughs> is no leader. There's nobody in any elected position right now that was not put there by a fraudulent system. The whole system is fraudulent. That's why you see no one on Capitol Hill with an R or a D screaming about election integrity. They're fine with it because they're in office. The system worked for them. Why would they want to fix it? I'm in Congress. But the people suffer, and we are not being governed by with our consent. We're not being represented by people we would choose. And we have, in all essence, lost our republic unless something changes quickly. Short of a revolution, I'm talking, I'm talking about a real insurrection. I, many times on James' show, I said, there are 250 million weapons people in America hold personally over 250 million weapons. If legally armed Americans decide to go out and somebody can guide them or lead them, they can overthrow this government. It is an insurrection. Yes, okay, so it's an insurrection. It's by the people, for the people, against a tyrannical government. That's what happened before. Why can't it happen again? There's no reason it shouldn't happen again. All they need is somebody who will guide them. But you need somebody with balls made of steel. Steel balls. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I I just... uh... I guess I, you know, as much as I, I, I want our country to survive, um, I, I, I'm, I'm so, as we used to say, bummed out at what the deep state and the swamp has done to our country. Uh, again, short of starting over again, uh, I just don't see how we're go- we're going to save the country. And you're not. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I repeat I, myself. No, I, I think you're right, IQ. I, I think we're going to talk about it, and we'll continue to talk about it. But I think so many people are disenfranchised; they they've given up already. And I I don't see a leader out there on the Republican side at the moment who is going to be um, a Ronald Reagan or a Donald Trump. I just don't see that person. And we need somebody like that to re-engage the Republican Party, the, the rank and file of the Republican Party, 
away from the the Democrats yeah. in cheap clothing, the Republicans. I mean, I, I just, um, you know, I, I, I just look at it and it just, it's just, um, I, I don't, I don't want to come across totally negative, Jim, that I have no hope, but I don't think I have any hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the thing. We, we have to be real. We can't, you know, this is not sunshine and, and, and rainbows and unicorns. This is this is war. This is the real thing. And we're already in it. And, and we have people that are in complete denial about it. I, I had, you know, I had friends that are going, are you going to watch a football game? And I go, I can't. I can't because that is me in denial saying, oh, you know, I just want to get back to the way things were. When I look at the game, I see people trying to get back to where we were, but they don't understand. We can never go back to where we were now. We have to move forward and we can craft a new, better future if we all work together. But we have to work together. We can't be in denial any further or else it's going to be pulled out from underneath us. And and this will happen quickly. Well, I I, um, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I know, I, I guess I can say from my own personal experience with the new show of black and white, the response of the American people has just been astronomical um, in terms of how fast the audience has grown. There's no question that, uh, that there is some number of people out there who want to have a voice and, and would, are willing to try one more time, but I can't do it alone we've got to have a lot more people get involved but it it is it's very disconcerting to look at what's going on in our country and trying to figure out how did these people get into power and and they did it like little creates sand they've been fighting us and doing things not for 12 months or 24 months but for 24, 30, 40 years. They, they got control of the education system. They got control of the media. And they got control of the Congress and the administration and the electoral process. And we just watched it go by, thinking that, well, it'll change when, when we change administrations. And, and, and I, I don't see that. I, 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 I applaud you for trying. I wish you all the luck in the world and as I've said to you on our show, anytime you need a platform, you can come back to our show and we'd be happy to talk to you. And I'm sure Jim feels the same way. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think you've got a, a hard road to hoe. Um, and I, I just, other than throwing them all out with a constitutional convention and starting over, I don't know how we save America. I really don't. And and as long as Biden and company refuses to accept that there's a problem at the border, that there's a problem with inflation, there's a problem with illegal immigration, there's a problem with food prices, unemployment, jobs, until they begin to agree with the, that there are problems, the existential, existential threat is none of those. It's global warming. That's the big thing. And white supremacists. Those are the <laughs> issues that are important to the Biden administration and and in, in the Congress. They want to change the environment and they want to get rid of white supremacists. I mean, it's, it's one of the most bizarre things I've heard recently, Jim, was the last night or the night before that um, the guy from CNN who's on with uh, Como's brother uh, <laughs> the last night of the night before talked about the, the young girl who was apparently murdered. And he talked about it being white privilege. It's white privilege. They're, they're getting treated, the, the, the potential, the, the husband, boyfriend, whatever, wow. um, He's he's getting away with whatever he did if he did anything because of his white privilege, 
And, and you know, it's, it's just a further reinforcement of the, of, the, of the division that they're trying to continue to foster. I mean, the, 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 the vaccines, more and more countries around the world are saying that the vaccines are no longer working. And the idea that we want to put a third shot in our arm and we want to take it down to children five years of age and not Ugh. have to disclose. This is atrocious that 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 Pfizer wants to is telling us we're going to we want to put it in children of five years of age to 12 years of age. But we're not giving you any of the research of what the side effects are. Jesus Christ. And we're supposed to expect and we're supposed yeah, to accept that, that ain't going to happen. But it probably will, Jim. Well, unfortunately, because, it will. Because Fauci came out today and said we need to do this. Fauci the God, basically. Fauci came out the said, God. <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> um, well, uh, but, 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 you know, I, I, I'm, I looked at that and I'm saying, we, we, we don't have any, we don't have any real research. And then we look and see what's going on in other research around the world that's coming out of Israel and Europe that's putting out all these warning signals and our public health people are ignoring it because it doesn't fit the agenda of the Biden administration of how they're trying to control the American people. They're using COVID-19 as a weapon to try and control us and do what, and, and do what they want us to do. And, you know, I, I was out this afternoon and I looked under the, went into a quickie mart and there was this, the, the free press uh, newspaper and on the front page of the newspaper above the fold, COVID-19 cases dropped 30 in three days in hospital admissions. And they're down 75% over the last 30 days. So um, they're losing, the, the, the numbers are beginning to show that more and more people are not being infected. In fact, more and more people are getting better and the death rates are, are not anywhere near what they were. So the, the viability of the weapon of using vaccines and masks and social distancing and all that stuff um, and this national mandate to give everybody shots Maybe, maybe congressman-elect, that's the, that's the deal. Maybe the deal is the thing that turns things around when the courts decide that we do have a freedom to our own bodies and a, and a national mandate is unconstitutional. I don't know. Maybe that's something that will excite people. But it's very, well, I, very... I actually wrote an op-ed about just just something like that. And, and the question is, does the government have the right to order you to injure yourself? Of course not. But they think this they is, do. But, but this is logic. We're discussing logic. And we're at the same time talking about an irrational move by a tyrannical government. You know, no. I repeat it again for the 10th or 11th time. What you have in America today started with Obama. In eight years of Obama, he caused more death and destruction and disruption in America, in every facet of the United States of America, than 70 years of the Soviet Union. And this is his fourth, third term with Biden. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, as we wrap up here, I want to start with IQ Al Rizzoli. IQ, how do we get in touch with you online, buy your books and everything? Well, forget about the books. I want him to look at my website. E email Mike my website. Email I will send him. it Mike, to him, yes. Please. And Mike, if you need any advice or help on the system, on, on your confrontation, if you have any with Muslims, please do not hesitate to email me. I'll be at your service. Thank you, sir. That is very generous, and I appreciate it. So, Dan, bring us an update on uh, your various projects. You, you, you've got so many now, I can't even name them all. I uh, know. Neither can I. 
Um, <laughs> Neither can I. That's awesome. <laughs> um, black and whites. We just got our numbers for the 30-day period, including the long Labor Day weekend, uh, for uh, listeners on uh, black and white. And um, about four and three-quarter million for the 30 days, up over a million yeah. over the previous 30 days. And we finished the month running close to five, almost five and a half million at that rate. Um, we've added some new shows, and um, we're uh, we have some very well-known talent that's uh, brought their programs to our show, and um, we're uh, we're excited about what we're doing. And uh, the um, the Lincoln book is in its final proof. Hopefully, uh, myself and my editor will finish it sometime this week. It'll go to the publisher. The um, the new novel, or the romance novel, Sad Eyes, is out. Not out in publication, but out at certain events where um, book buyers are looking at it, and uh, we might 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 see some orders out of that. Um, and uh, still writing commentary. Uh, I'm going to write one on uh, that I've been talking on the radio today uh, about what's going on in in the country and how we uh, how deep the deep state is and how how devastating it is. We we have so many people think that they're the president of the United States. <laughs> it's true. It's, yes, Millie is making. Millie made a decision that he was. He was going to be the person who was going to call China and give them a heads up if the president of the United States decided to use it, nuclear weapons. He decided he was smarter, more powerful, and more important than the president of the United States, and he was going to take care of China. Um, you had a list, a cast of thousands who decided that they were going to indict the president of the United States, not once, but twice. And... They crafted all of this crap that was later to prove to be illegal. But did any of them get charged? The felony that it says on the on the FISA application, it's a felony to lie on the application. Did all of those who signed them with 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 um, Comey and the second and, and the attorney general and other people who signed it? Not a, nothing. No, no prosecution. So but they all thought they were smarter. James Comey, when he said Hillary probably committed the crimes, but nobody would prosecute her, he took over the responsibility of the attorney general. And he made the decision himself without consulting the attorney general. These are people who all think they should be presidents and running the country at the same time. So we have a mass of presidents under President Donald Trump who were making decisions that they were better off to make them than he was. And they're still they're still around. They still talk, they still have a following, and they still make a lot of money, but none of them went to jail. I about that in my commentaries, and uh, other than that, I'm, I sleep occasionally. <laughs> now, a guy who doesn't ever sleep, because he's, uh, he, he, he's running a good race, is uh, our guest, Mike Cargyle. Mike, uh, any, any final thoughts on today's show and where people can get in touch with you, my friend? Yes, thank you so much again for having me, and and I enjoy doing the, the black and white show, and and you guys are, are really more important than you realize because I I cannot get out there in ways that traditionally you could as a candidate. I've been permanently suspended all of my accounts on Twitter. I'm still uh, banned, and right now on on partially banned on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so any any alternate format to get a message out is welcome in a way I, I can't really express my gratitude to you for this uh, because I just can't get out. They they are slamming me uh, in ways I don't even want to say right now because then they'll know I'm watching what they're doing. Um, but it, it's a good fight, you know. You you know you're over the target when you're in, uh, you know you're incurring all the flack. So um, if people want to see who I am, what I stand for on a multitude of issues. Um, remember, smile is Cargyle. And, and I love just look that. my name up, Mike Cargyle, C-A-R-G-I-L-E, just like it sounds. MikeCargyle.com will take you to the congressional 
uh, site, and you can see all kinds of stuff. And there's links. I'm on Facebook um, and and LinkedIn, and and uh, they can see that. But that's you can access all that through the website as well. Um, thank you, gentlemen. We are in we're in uh, perilous times, um, and I'm glad that I'm standing here. Uh, you know, metaphorically shoulder to shoulder with like-minded patient, uh, patriots. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fight the good fight. We'll slug it out. I'm uh, persona non grata, non grata <laughs> among uh, the Republican elites. Uh, so uh, I wear that as a badge of honor. I was the only candidate who was unendorsed last cycle by the California Republican Party for being too conservative. Wow. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Well, uh, well, Mike, you are amazing, and uh, thanks for doing this, my friend. And I look forward to uh, chatting with you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day, my friend. Thank you so much. You Thank too. you, and Dan and IQ. We will talk to you guys next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, guys. There they go. That is Dan Perkins, IQ Arizoli. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.